So uh, about six or seven years ago, I was a participant in one of Bert's um, art cabarets. So Hummingbird to Mars uh, in Trolley Square. Uh, the theme was beat poetry. And so I read this long Ferlinghetti poem and my brother Kenny played a djembe drum behind me. Like, you know, so, you know, it was beat. It was it was sufficiently beat. Um, Ferlinghetti died this week at 101. Uh, great beat poet, uh, founder of City Life's Bookshop in San Francisco. Uh, and so I wanted to read a shorter one um, just to start because I also think it's, um, you know, there's a tie in. So this is called the To the Oracle at Delphi by Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Great Oracle, why are you staring at me? Do I baffle you? Do I make you despair? I, Americus, the American, wrought from the dark in my mother long ago, from the dark of ancient Europa. Why are you staring at me in the dusk of our civilization? Why are you staring at me as if I were America itself? The new empire, vaster than any in ancient days, with its electronic highways carrying its corporate monoculture around the world. And English, the Latin of our days. Great oracles sleeping through the centuries, awaken now, at last, and tell us how to save us from ourselves, and how to survive our own rulers, who would make a, plut a plutocracy of our democracy in the great divide between the rich and the poor, in whom Walt Whitman heard America singing. O oh, long silent Sybil with your winged dreams, speak out from your temple of light as the serious constellations with Greek names still stare down on us as a lighthouse moves its megaphone over the sea. Speak out and shine upon us the sea light of Greece, the diamond light of Greece. Far-seeing Sybil, forever hidden, come out of your cave at last and speak to us in the poet's voice, the voice of the fourth person singular, the voice of the inscrutable future, the voice of the people mixed with a wild, soft laughter, and give us new dreams to dream, give us new myths to live by. Hello, friends and comrades. Welcome to the Highlands Bunker Podcast in the shadow of Rockford Tower. I'm Rob here in the Bunker Studio. Full crew in, joining remotely, uh, Carl and Ty. Hello. Uh, this episode of Highlands Bunker is brought to you by Two Stones Brewery. Yesterday, our friend and comrade Greg delivered a sixer of 16-ounce Pony Boy light lager and a sixer of 12-ounce Delco lager. Um, remember, shop local, pick up some Two Stones Brew today. Two Stones Brewery, whatever they don't drink, they can. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Two Stones. Our guest today is the one and only Kirsten Walther, activist, organizer, home cook, girl boss. How are you today? All right, this is done. I'm out. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Hi. You're like, no, I'm not happy. I'm just long put with this girl boss shit. No, it's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. Are we gonna? Are you gonna deny that? Are you gonna deny your 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 it's, your sassy girl boss status? Um, it's only cool when I say it, you know. I know. But I guess I was humble and stuff. Like I was recognizing the 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 your station, like what you've accomplished. I'm trying to recognize that. <laughs> My station. <laughs> yes. I mean, look, 
it's something I, I, I mean, I know you use it as a compliment. People kind of like, I, I said, wait, that, girl boss. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Why did I use it as a compliment? Of course it's a compliment because I, <laughs> I've, I've said this before to you. I've might've even said it on, uh, on the podcast. I don't know, but like working with you and especially in the campaigns, um, like I, I love the way you operate, like real calm, real no nonsense. Like you don't like get mad, but like you say things in a very like straightforward and friendly way, but for, somehow you convey urgency and like importantness. Um, nice. So yeah, nice. okay, maybe, so maybe I'm, that's, maybe that's I'm, maybe nice I'm, way to put it. yeah, so maybe I'm using it wrong. I don't know. Um, like I'm always like sometimes you're talking to me and it's just like, wow, she's being really nice, but I can tell like, I'm kind of perturbed. <laughs> yeah. Like she's so nice, but I feel like I'm in trouble. So, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I was, I probably deserved it. Actually. I'm sure that. Yeah. I maybe. I mean, if it's on a podcast, then yeah, I probably was like being mean to you because that's the <laughs> only dynamic I'm like comfortable with on these podcasts. That's fair. I'm that's perfectly fair. I mean, as as long as Ty is still nice to me, then then we're good. Hey, we're a team. She's, a, she's so positive. <laughs> I need I need that in my life. Well, um, I wanted to have Kirsten on today because I saw just last week an email about a new network project um that is like pretty close to my heart because is it called the Change Agent Project or Change Agent Training? What What is it called? Yeah, it's called the Change Agent Journey. Okay. Yeah, just because people ask me like how um, how I got involved in just like activism and organizing, and it really you know stemmed out of um, out of Eugene's campaign, but but really um, it was like Drew sort of fostering a place to like. Think about how you wanted to organize, how you can meet people you, you wanted to meet and work with them. Like, so, so it really came out of Drew's Network Delaware vision, how to do that for myself. So to see that it now being sort of like an official project and, and doing that in a more formal setting, I think is so super. Um, can you talk a little bit about the project and what you're going to be doing to kick it off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, thanks for the great testament to start the podcast out with. Um, because I think that there's a lot of good work that's happening in Delaware and a lot of different groups doing important advocacy and people who have different ideas about like how they want to kind of like be involved in this like larger project. But it can be kind of hard to figure out how that all fits together. So Basically, the change agent journey came out of the idea that like one of Network Delaware's core focuses is leadership development and um, wanting to support people in basically however, like whatever skills that they want to learn, um, whatever, like however they want to be involved in basically making sure that they can serve like as the best version of themselves. So um this project is going to, it's going to be kind of a long-term program based around like relationship building and working with people, both one-on-one -on -one with like a coach or an organizer having monthly meetings, and then also working with like small groups to um, have like kind of peer coaching and reflections. But yeah, so anyway, like we're going to kind of 
be providing both one on one and small group support to folks um, to help them one identify what their learning goals are. We've got like 10 different achievement areas. So if you want to, if you're just starting out, you have no idea how to get involved and you just want to kind of like be guided on taking the first steps. If you maybe you're a program coordinator, you run an issue campaign and you want to improve your skills there, you know, whether it's like managing your team or facilitation or what have you, like we have a um, a managing team area achievement. We've got um, implementing equity and justice. We've got folks who want to get involved in electoral campaigns, attract for that. So you can kind of talk about with an organizer what your learning goals are, set your action plan, get that support one-on-one and in a small group, um, and build the long-term relationships as well that I think are really Network Delaware special and like the Network Delaware model. This is something that Ty is helping with. We've got some of the other network folks who are chipping in, our organizers, Drew. Um, it's been a group effort thus far, and I'm really excited. We've got our kickoff on March 15th. Um, we're trying to get as many folks there as possible. It's gonna be like an information session. We're gonna be signing people up for their one-on-one so we can onboard them after that. And yeah, I, I think like it's a really needed program. Um, just in talking to volunteers, reaching out and kind of hearing their stories. I've heard from a lot of people that like either it took them a while to actually come to their first Network Delaware event um, from the time that they like either heard about Network or signed up for the newsletter because they just like weren't sure how they kind of fit within the organization. And I've also heard from other people that like they signed up for Network Delaware. They've got a lot else going on. They might like run a different organization or are very involved in it. Um, but they just feel like they're not really, they're kind of like hitting a wall and they're not really sure how to like help their organization in the best way or like continue to grow or whatever it is, they're facing challenges and like they're coming to Network Delaware for that support. And yeah, I think that this program is going to really fill, um, fill a need there and that we can like provide folks with like that support. Yeah, on the one hand, uh, it's so important that people just meet people who are sort of like-minded, even if it's just a, a sort of a vague idea of, um, I want to do something, I should be involved in some fashion, but I don't really know, just like that. If you when, Once you start meeting people, you start thinking about it more often. And as you said, it's so cool to be able to sort of put people together uh, and, and show them like, yeah, there's a bunch of different things you can do actually. I mean, even for even for people, and I've talked about this before too. I mean, I'm sort of new to like the nonprofit scene. I'm not really on the scene. I'm like adjacent, not I'm adjacent to the scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, I find I find that sometimes they're sort of siloed, and and like they do their thing, but they're like it's almost like they're outside of like the organizing space. Like I never hear about them. They're only at like formal things doing like stuff and, and I'm not diminishing it. I'm just saying that um, together uh, it's only going to work if we all get together. Like if you go off on your own sort of projects, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Um, yeah. Like I'm happy on, on the call, on the call team. Um, we have Laurie Jacobs who does a lot of like um, education stuff. She just wrote something about, um, you know, the sort of the unique role of the, of the school board person and how to, how to file as a candidate but I like that stuff. I like being able to integrate a lot of different things. And that's what I think Network, Drew especially, and this project seems like it's going to be great at. Yeah, for sure. And also like just providing a structure where we can kind of like capture folks who 
already have a lot of experience. So either if people have like already gone through the change agent journey program and have gained a lot of like knowledge and skills from it, or people who already like, I don't know, have been working on these, on these areas for a while, they, they have a lot of expertise they can share. I think it will be really helpful to like have um, a structured way that we can like pair people with coaches um, and just really like make sure that we are building kind of like levels of leadership and um, helping facilitate that like information sharing. Yeah, that's it, it's it's so cool. Uh, where are you at? Did you, so I think I saw you had like the first kickoff sort of, um, I guess it was, was it just an introduction sort of meet and greet type type of launch? Yeah, so that's going to be on March 15th. At okay, gotcha. Uh, and we'll definitely, I, I want to make sure we give like all the info and people can, because this will probably go out before then. We can we can get people like looking up the info, trying to come out. I guess it's going to be virtual, obviously, um, to kick it off, which is kind of a bummer for stuff like this. But um, where is, is everything on the network? And we'll obviously link to it. Uh, where are some of the materials that are already exist for this? Yeah, so the sign-up link is... Um on Action Network. Um, again, I will make sure that you have that so we can put it in the episode description. Um, there's also a Network Delaware page at the thenetworkde.org. Uh, I think it's slash change-agent-journey. You can read more about the, the program there. Um, and also, you can just email me if you want more information, um, if you can include my email, but it's kwalther at thenetworkde.org. Happy to talk with folks one on one. We we definitely will make sure that we put the appropriate links in because, yeah, I'm I'm sure there are people just listening to this that have have talked to me about the call or the podcast that are starting to get involved and they just want to see you know what's available to them. They want to meet people um, and and sort of you know be able to branch out and and sort of grow with what they're doing. And again, Drew's concept and and this whole network concept is perfect for that because. I can tell you, because I've seen it happen, if a group gets together and decides to do something that no one's ever thought of yet, but it seems like a good idea, you're probably going to get to go do that. Like, you know, it's 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 sort of a, you know, there's there's no, there's no, you're definitely going to be put in one of these lanes, you know, any anything could really happen when you get excited, sort of motivated people to do that kind of stuff. I mean, Ty, Ty's a great example. It's like, what can I do? And they were like, actually, I know exactly what you can do, and now you're doing it. So you are you're involved with this uh, with this as well, because I wanted to talk to Ty about the. Uh, well, she's involved with everything. I know. So listen to this. So I wanted to talk about Black Stafford University because I think didn't you give the big presentation last week for the kickoff for that or the second was that the second one? I know it's fairly new. No, I think Crystal did the presentation. Oh, okay. I get confused okay. what I did. I uh, do. Yeah, I, well, again, going back to what Kirsten said. So I sent an email out to somebody just with some for some contacts um, through the call, and I just wanted to give them a couple contacts in like some environmental groups and this and that. And then I was, I was like, Taisha Greer, I was like, DSA Network, uh, Working Fam, just just call Ty. She's doing it all. Like, do you even know how what all everything you're doing? No, I tried to make a list the other day because somebody asked me. And I'm like, don't tell anybody in case I forgot anything because I don't want them to think it wasn't important. Um, however, disclaimer, I have a ton of energy. Like I bounce all day long. So I was made for this. You know what I mean? I was made to be able to do multiple things. I have horrible ADHD. I can go from one subject to the next. Like this is like a perfect job for me. 
Um, so, you know, I'm just using what I was made for. But when you have people like I, Kirsten likes to gloss over this. And I wanted to come back to this part. You know, sometimes people may not have been listening very well. It doesn't matter how much energy I had or what I've done in the past. When you come into a space where everybody knows you have no idea what you're doing and you are treated with dignity and respect, you're encouraged and empowered, you're given opportunities to try new things. That is the reason why I'm able to do the things that I do. So we're not going to just gloss over this like, oh yeah, you know, Kirsten, you're great. No, Kirsten, like I'm speaking firsthand. Kirsten is a very big part of how I ended up being able to do the things that I do. You know, and she set the tone. Drew set the tone. Like when you have people who set the tone of like how a leader should be and how you should do things and how you should empower others, it makes it so much easier. And that's how you get people to want to stay involved. I love the network model. I love Kirsten. I love Drew. I love even Carl. Carl's. I have no problem doing things for Carl. I have no problem doing things for you because of your leadership style. So if anybody who's listening, how do you get people to do stuff is be a good leader. See how easy that is? Then people will want to do things. Yeah, that's so nice. Thank you, Ty. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I was in your position kind of um, in 2017. I had never done anything. Like, didn't know what community organizing was. Like, was not, I, I hadn't even like made a phone call to a representative or sent an email, like anything. But I like signed up for the Network Deller newsletter. Drew had reached out during membership week and was like, would you want to sit down and have a conversation with me? I'd love to hear about what you're interested in and share more about my background with you. And it was like, okay, like I'm scared of going to this like meeting because like, I don't know what any of this stuff is, but yeah, I can sit down and just talk to someone. I know how to do that. And I think like, yeah, I guess that that's, what makes me so excited to be like working for Network Delaware because like I know that's how I came up and I I really value and can't say enough good about like the way that so many people in the organization Drew and Sarah and Erica Gutierrez and like people that I kind of came up with who gave me so much support and like it's that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the change agent journey because we can take this model and this like individual support and encouragement and long-term relationship building and build it out for a huge swath of people. Like hopefully as many folks in network Delaware as possible will join. That's so dope. Uh, I, 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 I think just in the last five years uh, after meeting Drew, I kind of got into like, sort of like you said, like what is community organizing? I don't know. I don't, people say it, I don't really know what it is. And so over this, over this time I've, you know, kind of, tried to sort of understand better what what Drew's doing for lack of a better word like what's he doing there's a there's an organizer that um I follow I'm trying to book him on the show Joshua Khan Russell is the guy's name uh he lives in the Bay Area and he has the same if you watch him speak about organizing and solidarity um he has the same sort of manner of speaking uh and and again we talked about it with with Kirsten. It's a little more intense when you're like on a campaign or something, but um, it just you you feel like you're being treated with dignity and respect, and that your ideas are open, and that you're all you all have solidarity with each other. And I think that that like that activist or organizer 
speak or that it, it it's odd to a lot of people because I, I guess people aren't used to being treated that way. And so people see organizers talk or they go to an organizing event and sometimes they're uncomfortable and they're uncomfortable. It took me a while to understand this because I was uncomfortable too for a long time. Um, but what it is, is what Ty described is, you know, we want you to, f to feel motivated and included and stand in solidarity with, with all of us. And so the atmosphere that you're in is going to feel a little weird because most of the world is, is actually designed to do the opposite, to keep you like as an individual person sad in your house. And so, and so, yeah, so it feels, I, I guess I just wanted to say that too, because I, um, I personally felt that when I started to get, to do stuff, uh, with Drew and with, the, and with Network Delaware and do more activism and organizing, um, Erica Gutierrez is another good example. Um, you know, you see her like giving hugs out in a meeting. You're like, why are we doing this? This is like really weird. I don't want to do this. But then you have to understand like that's, that's. It's it's so important for everybody to feel that together or else none of this other stuff works. And I think it's important too that you feel that togetherness and everything because I just want to throw out there, there have been times when me and Kirsten and Siren did not agree. Yeah. Which it is like normal, right? Like you're never it's like bad if you agree hundred percent of the time. Thank you. And, but yeah, it's like about how you deal with it. How you deal with it. And I think it's important because I don't sing their praises or say that they're awesome because they always agree with me. It's because even when we don't agree, we know how to be respectful. We know how to communicate. We know how to talk and discuss it for two hours until we come to an understanding. But yeah. we gave each other the respect in that space to be feel comfortable doing so. And that's so important. It's easy to say somebody's great when they're going along with everything that you say. Will they still be great when you guys hit a disagreement? That's the key. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm, it's, it's, and I'm so happy um, about what everybody's doing, but especially Ty being like having her hand in a lot of different places because I think, you know, we were talking earlier about some of the nonprofits sort of being siloed or doing their own. Like they have a, they have a mission and it's good, um, but it's 10 years old. They've been working at it basically in a, in a silo, you know, uh, in, a, in their lane. And it kind of gets, it, it starts to stall a little bit. And I feel like there's a problem even with the orgs, with the organizing orgs. You know, you had like what they call leftist infighting. You know, you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. DSA is saying this and Working Families is doing that. Um, disagreement's good as long as there's a sense of solidarity that you're all working together. That's why like Ty having you being involved in several different projects across a bunch of different organizations is so important because yeah, there should be arguments like argue with people all the time, like about tactics, about strategy, about theory, about people's attitudes, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think it, as long, but as long as you're doing that uh, with the sense of, solidarity and keeping everybody together then it works you know and we have to like we need to delaware is so like, we need to capitalize on the uniqueness of delaware yeah for sure like we're not like we're taking it for granted nowhere else could you go in meet like oh this person worked for the new campaign this one did this this one did that and like no they're like and everybody is like 
literally like three people away from, you know, being connected. And so we have such a uniqueness of being able to, for example, I had somebody, I wanted to reach out to Sean Lynn, right? I'd asked him, somebody to, who deals with him all the time, like, you know, hook a sister up, you know? He probably forgot about me because I wasn't being aggressive. And then um, I end up going to an event and he was there and he sits at my table. Where does that happen at? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't even a month since I've been trying to get, I hadn't even been trying to get a hold of him in a month, you know, and I end up spending the evening with him. And so it's little stuff like that that we need to capitalize on. You know, if we cross, because I'm working in this group and it was because I'm in two different groups with this similar or same missions, when we work in, interconnected, instead of we're not, we shouldn't be competing with each other. If we have the same mission, we should be sharing resources, not competing. That was my whole point. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of different areas where like we, like there's so many different things to do that we don't have to be competing. Like, I feel like Network Delaware has kind of come into its own the past year or so with like figuring out that like, yeah, a lot of organizations are doing good, like either lobbying work or advocacy or, you know, policy, whatever, but like we can really build out this like kind of model where we're supporting people and teaching them how to, how to organize and how to build sturdy campaigns that are goal oriented and how to kind of, you know, both like on a team in like a team scale and an individual scale, like basically supporting people to um, be the best version of themselves and teaching people how to like set goals and get from A to B. And there's other organizations who are doing great work with lobbying. There's other orgs who are doing great, you know, work with like specific issues. There's orgs who are doing really good, I don't know, like work in schools with education, whatever it is. And like, yeah, we, we all, we don't have to be stepping on each other's toes. Like we all can be assets to each other. It's just a matter of like not letting egos get in the way and kind of acknowledging that like, yeah, we're all going to be playing different roles, but like they're complementary and it's, it's a tiny state, but like we, that doesn't mean we're like invading each other's spaces. Yeah. No, I, I, that ego thing, you know, I've talked about that before on the podcast about, you know, it can't, it can't be, that has to, you have to work. I mean, you'll never shed it completely. Um, you can only take so much acid or so I'm told. Yeah. Uh, well, but, a ego is good. Cause like, yeah. you want to like feel that drive to be your best self and you want to like be a little competitive with yourself. Yeah. You don't want to completely like disassociate from like your operating procedure, you know? Um, but the, the, the problem is that, you know, people for a long time have used the uniqueness of Delaware to their advantage. It's not a new idea, uh, but generally people have used it for, for bad stuff, <laughs> uh, as Carl would say. Or or in the situation that Ty described, you know, people are like, oh, I can get my picture with the, the guy goes that are, are, you know, our, our representative in Dover. Or, oh, I can get my picture with uh, Chris Coons. Or I can get my, you know, like the... The, the closeness became part of like the story you had when you saw Joe Biden at the seven 11, not that, you know, not that we can all work together and I can, I can, I can pressure you into um, working with me or I can argue to try to bring you onto my side. 
uh, or I can try to marginalize you if you're, you know, just a recalcitrant reactionary scumbag or whatever. But it's not about what I can get out of it. It's not about, oh, now I know this person and I can and I can do this. Uh, or, you know, now I've got a picture with this person or I have their phone number. That's not what it's, it's not what you have. Um, and I think that's the difference is using the uniqueness of Delaware. It's, it's uh, the way that it's insular and uh, and using that for the reasons of organizing and making people li- making people's lives better rather than for star fucking basically. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of that going on. I don't know if you're aware of it. Yes, yeah, a lot of name dropping and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, like you know, I'm just gonna say I agree. I'm just leave it at that. Oh come on, you got you got to jump we're out. We're not at that portion yet. Yeah, you know what? I do have I do have some controversial topics I do want to bring up. So uh, it's been about a half hour. We can actually like, if you want to cut it here, and we can. Controversies coming. Okay, you're dummies. Okay, yeah. No, then. Yeah, time for the fun stuff. Yes. Is is huge. Um, I'll give you an example. Here, here, I'll I'll start. So I'll 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 do because I have this written down. So. You you guys are familiar with this fucking White House dog Twitter account? Are you familiar with this? So somebody. What's that? Ty said no. I'm familiar with it because uh, uh, I know. Like on, yeah, she's she's like saving her brain, unlike me, who's like on so Twitter. Good. So let me let me explain to you what it is, and then I'll I'll talk about why why I came up today. Somebody in the White House communications team is is putting out these these posts on Twitter. Uh, the first dogs. Right, and it's supposed to be uh, what the hell's the dog's name? Sergeant or Major? Uh, yeah, Command Master Chief, Command Master Chief, President's dog. Um, and, and but they're doing stuff like with pictures of like Biden eating ice cream and the dog sitting at his feet, and they're like, I I'm here to part to protect my master, and like they're using like really bad puns and shit. So it's it's real fucking corny, right? And I'm. Sh- I'm sure I'm sure the wine moms fucking eat it up. I'm sure it's a big hit. It's a big hit in the Hocassin set, you know, all that shit. But today it was retweeted by someone. So I wouldn't see it, but it was retweeted by someone and it, it was very interesting. So Eric Razorshawn retweeted it today. And you, I saw it. Eric today? Pardon? Rob, were you fighting with Eric today, Rob? I was not. Oh, okay. I was That's not. Here's yeah, I was the story. Gonna say, I'm gonna recuse myself from this if it's gonna be just like <laughs> no, no. You guys see this, 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 this is cowardice. I don't like this kind of cowardice. This yeah, is the no, problem. I'm Twitter centrist now. I know it's cowardice, but well, here's the funny part, and I'm actually I I have nothing bad to say about Eric, but the funny thing is this. Yeah. So I find out that uh, he he moves he's moving over to Matt Myers' staff, right? And and that week, like that very week, I went with my brother and some of our friends. We went to um, give out food for Thanksgiving at Del Tech. So you give out the turkeys and the stuff, and everybody comes through the food bank thing. So, of course, we're giving out the food. Well, here comes fucking Matt and Eric to get their photo op at the thing. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to run over there. 
So I run over there, and I, of course, I, I'm like, you know, it's a big crowd in the parking lot, and I say, oh, here's our next governor, Matt Meyer, you know. And, <clears throat> of course, they thought that was funny, and then they looked and saw it was me, and, like, they were like, oh, no. Because they know, like, I'm not, I'm being funny. Um, so I shake Matt's hand, I say hello, I split. The next day, I see Matt has t- has retweeted Eric's tweets of, like, them at the thing, but I can't see him because Eric blocked me, like, a year ago for, like, going at him, like, just probably busting his chops, you know? Yeah, so, so I sent a message to Matt, and I'm like, hey, Matt, I would love to see some of this propaganda that you sent out about giving this food away, but I can't because... Um, Eric's blocked me. I said, can you take care of that? And an hour later, I was unblocked by Eric Razor. <laughs> and so the only thing that's funny about it to me is that that had to be a conversation. Like, Matt had to go to Eric and be like, dude, you got you to gotta unblock Rob Vanilla. Like, that was a, something that was said. That, that, was, that was an utterance that was said. Yeah, and Meyer's Eric mouth. was probably so mad at Matt for telling him to do that or asking him to do that because he's just like, I can't. Fucking believe you're gonna make me interact with Rob Vanella. I know, like, <laughs> like I don't like again. I think I think I just because like I would give him and Jesse when they were both at the at the at the party. I would just give them like shit post them all the time, troll them. Fucking. Oh, I see you. No, but the thing, like, I think that you like anyone who knows you in real life is like Rob's a very like kind and generous man, but like. I would not know that if I only my only interactions with you were on Twitter. I would be like, "Who is this jackass?" Like, I would probably block you too because I like it. It's like hard to parse time, you know, and it's like hard to know that like you're actually like you're a really solid dude and like you're very kind and like you're warm and stuff. And they are just like seeing your shit posting or like this is the worst um, dude in Delaware. I appreciate you saying that. I I do try to be. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I look at the internet as just a cesspool of fucking nonsense and hate, so I just treat it with the respect I think it deserves, which is very little. And, like, I do understand that there are other people on the end of that, but I, I but, but I try, like, like, I try to make it funny enough where people are like, is this guy, is this guy being serious? Like, I try to make it pretty shticky, I, but I can't, but, but I do, like, I definitely go over the top. And if you don't know like where I'm coming from, you're like this guy's a, this guy's an insane person. Yeah, I, I think so. So again, I didn't I didn't I didn't even fault him for blocking me. Like I should be blocked by most people. Um, I was on I was unbanned from the Delaware Liberal blog like a month ago, and I'm already I think I'm I just got a text today about I'm probably gonna be banned again. Uh, I just I should be banned. I mean, I, I, there's no question about that. Yeah. There's so much like controversy in those blogs, um, like the Delaware political blogs, and I hope that I never am involved ever because I pretty, just it's it's pretty it's a lot of it's very embarrassing. That's how I kind of look at it. Like, and I told Jason Scott this from Delaware Liberal. I told Jason Melrath this. Like, the schism where they, like, uh, I guess Jason was a Bernie bro, so Melrath and Cassandra Marshall went to do the Blue the blue uh, Delaware. Uh, and now, like, Al and Steve are, like, you know, just want to... And, and it's their space. They can do what they want, but it's really embarrassing. Like, the way that they act. Like, I told Jason it was embarrassing on Delaware Liberal when for two years or three years they had the, the Shrillic, like, the fake Shrillic letters, like the, the Russiagate shit on there 
talking about Putin, you know, all that Russiagate stuff, like Rachel Maddow stuff. It's fucking embarrassing. And, you know, I, it's, it's, it's their space, I guess, and they can do what they want. But it's just weird that when somebody, when like a normal person's like, bro, that's fucking stupid. Why are you doing that? They're like, oh, you're banned. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, okay. I like, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this, I'm sorry this offends. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean, there's like, I think there's good, I'm sure, I, I don't know folks super well at any of the blogs, but like, no, I'm sure there's good people. And like, all of us are embarrassing on social media at times. And I'm sure if like I had a blog where I was like churning out content, like it would be mortifying, you know? That's like, true. <laughs> they do a much better job than I would do because, like, what am I going to share? Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, you know, the, the Delaware Call has become sort of like a, a, a magazine where we do a couple pieces a week. Because if I had to churn out, like, ha get a team to just churn stuff out, it would be garbage. <laughs> so I'm not doing it, you know. So it is. It's difficult. Um, before I forget, um, I have a question for both of you. I'm going to be recording next week with Jack Garen from the UU Church. Oh, yeah, Jack. You guys know him, right? He, he's doing a project. It's actually not, he's keeping it sort of under wraps, but it's not a secret. He's sending it around. People know what it is. He's just trying to launch it. Um, so he started a website that's just going to be about ethics reform in the, in the legislature, in the state legislature. Um, but it's also like telling the, the, uh, the stories of ethics violations, like naming names and detailing like, the, the shit that's going down but then the the it's uh, that's ostensibly to push you know just different kinds of ethics reform well part of it is he would like to get some signatories and people to sign on to this work and of course people are afraid because they're calling out they're naming names and basically saying you know this person's crook or shitbag or whatever and people just aren't digging it well of course i signed on to it um but i was wondering whether especially like dsa like, I'm sure there are folks in DSA that you know that might be interested in looking at this material. Um, so I, I might I might send it out to you guys. Just take a look at it. I mean, it's actually – I mean, com compared to the stuff that I say on here, it's pretty it's pretty tame. You know, it's, 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 it's just journalism of, like, this happened, then this happened, and then this person did this. And so, like, I, I, I'm not sure. But, again, uh, I know in Jack Circles – you know, a lot of people are, are very uh, are very hesitant to, to put their name on anything. But I might send that out and just have you guys look at it. And, and even if you're not interested or you don't, uh, you know, you don't want to go with it, um, give me some feedback on it, too, because we're trying to work it up and really put some pressure on some pretty some pretty heinous uh, individuals. So, yeah, I'd like to share that with you guys. I wanted to mention that before I forgot. Yeah. I, he sent me. I think I might have known, I, I might have some of the material before. I don't, um, not sure how you probably have more detailed stuff from it. So yes, I am aware that he's working on it. Ty, I mean, you're a call. You call people out. Don't you want to call people out? Um, I that so I can't take his steam. Like that's his steam. You know what I mean? Once he yeah, you don't want steam. that heat. You don't want that heat. Oh, listen, I'm used to people being mad. Right, I'm on a roll, so. No, I feel you on that. Like I, I, I feel that too because like I don't want to, like, I, 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 the only thing I did was I signed on to it as like a uh, a supporter of that this project that he's doing, and I'm gonna have him, you know, on the podcast with um, he's doing it in partnership with the guy from the um, 
open open government that the the, the, the uh, group of Theo what what is it something Delcog? open I can't remember Del Delcog Delaware Coalition for Open Government yes Delaware. yes the guy's uh guy has an Irish last name like Mac John Flaherty Flaherty that's it that's it that's the guy um so they're it's a, they're they're collaborating on it uh, which makes sense and again um I looked into the ethics reform when the um what's her name when uh, Bennett, Adriana Bennett, or whatever, had, had that. Now, again, I'm not. I, yeah, I've had my own, you know, personal bouts with the, with with the partying and the and the misbehavior. So I'm not like necessarily like coming down on her, but I, but I did notice that like, the the ethics process in this in the General Assembly is a joke, absolute joke, and so I feel like yeah, I mean, if 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 the if the end result of this of these stories and this work is to try to get some sort of um, ethics reform, then, you know, I, I got to get behind that. But yeah, I mean, it's also difficult when you're going to get heat. You're like, man, I don't want to take your shit. I got enough shit to deal with <laughs> myself. I, I think that it's very interesting. The names that are, that, that I know of there. I don't know if he's updated since the last time I looked at it. Um, okay. But I think that, um, because there was only four, I think, when I looked at it. But I think it's interesting because I feel like that when you're, I feel like people need to know, okay? Because when you're in a position like these people are in, and so a lot of times people in our country don't, are not aware that, you know, those are the people who are making the laws, you know, because I've had people in recent days who said they wanted to be governors so they can make laws. So, you know, if you don't know who makes your laws, then and what's behind it, then you don't understand why these laws are being made. You understand what I'm saying? So like if I'm making something, if I'm a crooked person, I'm used to manipulating people. So, you know, I'm gonna tell you which I think you wanna hear. And I know you're never gonna read it. And by the time that you you're gonna say you support it, by the time you realize what it really is, it's already been passed. Um and I think that a lot of times that people don't look into these people. I mean, they don't even know who these legislators' names are. Um, they don't know who the representative names are. They don't know, you know, anything about anything. So when you're going and you're voting or you're going and you're saying you support somebody, you're not even looking deeper than surface level what you're seeing on campaign years, you know? And so a lot of this stuff, even though even if it's public knowledge, it's not, the public doesn't know. So if somebody's doing something to fight corruption, it shouldn't be a problem unless of course you're corrupt. Is that a, a weird assumption? Yeah, I guess, and that's my thing is I hope, I, I would hope that if, even if this gets out to a few people because of Delaware's sort of um, situation, special circumstances, if if this gets out to a few people that just don't know anything and they're like, hey, wait a minute, this guy, I don't want this guy, you know, uh, representing my district in Dover. You know, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, I will say this. I have, I have quibbles with it. I'm going to, I'm going to keep them to myself until we talk, um, until I record with, with them. And some of it are, some of it's like that. Like, I want to make sure they're going at the right people for the right stuff. Like I mentioned, not that, and they're not actually, I don't. I didn't see anything on Andrea Bennett either, and and I would hope that while she's had you know behavioral problems and and the history there, it's a little bit weird with like 
nepotism and doing stuff in the workplace you probably shouldn't be doing. But like, but is it is it is it um, is it publicly corrupt? You know, is it is it affecting is it affecting your work? You know, I don't. Is it affecting your work? But it, are you would you hold a teacher to that same standard? These are people making laws, right? Okay, so people in the medical field are held to a standard. People in this field are held held to the standard. Innocent people who are shot. Yes, I'm going there. Unarmed are held to a certain standard. So how much of a standard should our law our legislators be held to? No, you're right. I mean, we just we just dropped it. We just we just uh, the, the the episode we dropped today was about the cost bill of rights. And it's like not there's no standard. There's com- not only is there no standard, we're not even allowed to know what happened. Like, really, it's confidentiality. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely understand that there should be a there should be a standard. But I don't know whether like. You know, if a, if if a teacher, you know, is, has too much to drink, and has a altercation with their partner, and the cops come, like, is that enough to be like you can't teach? I don't know. Like, I try to separate sort of personal stuff from public corruption. That's a teacher, but a legislator. My I'm only not saying it is or not. I'm yeah. just saying. It's a different, you're in a totally different level of, of, because you're not a new, especially if you're not a new legislator. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, uh, I, you know what I mean? Kirsten, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to point out um, that like, well, it it's not it, it, exactly in line with what you were talking about, but like uh, when you look into Andrea Bennett's voting record, um, you know, considering she like single-handedly killed personal income tax reform a couple years ago, and clearly, uh, I don't believe that like she's fighting for the same like principles that I want legislators to fight for. So, I mean, this isn't like a- an answer to your question, but like I think there are a lot of reasons why, you know, um, folks should pay a lot of attention to that district and maybe think about what they want out of a legislator. And that's all I'm going to say. But, yes. but not not even just that. Okay, go ahead, Carl. <laughs> oh, Carl spoke. Go, Carl. Sorry. <laughs> that's how you know it's serious. When Carl when Carl yes. times in, it's fucking serious stuff. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with all that. I mean, the votes are bad. Uh, we should have had a, we should have had income tax reform years ago. Kowalko has been the, the you know the, the lone ranger uh, on it, but um, I think she's very lucky that she's held on to her seat thus far, and um, you know we'll see how she how she represents her district the next couple of years. But um, I think both in terms of like personal conduct and her history of voting, you know, have sadly not been up to scratch and. Again, that's all I'm going to say about Andrea Bennett. Yeah, so I guess I guess I'll I'll do my final word on it then because I do. I I do see a pattern of behavior with her that's not good, and like no one, no workplace would allow it. Um, and then that pattern of behavior in the workplace has now led to you know other sort of like embarrassing incidents, we'll say. Um, if that, you know, if there's a line there and that has to be used to also say, yeah, as a, as a, as a representative, you suck. 
like your status quo, you know, whatever you're like, then you got to go. I just, I know there's a fine line there and I try like, I attack people for all kinds of stuff for different reasons to be funny or whatever. But I, I'm, I, I try to draw a line with people's just like personal sort of foibles. Um, but, but in this case, you, you do make two good points. One is there's a history of, of pretty bad behavior and there's also a history of pretty bad voting and, and bad, like, you know, just like not, not, you know, just centrist garbage. So yeah, I look forward to um, whatever ideas you guys might have to deal with that situation. We'll just put it that way. I think everybody should be primary in King County period Ooh, across the board. I agree. I hope it happens. I hope so, too. Yeah. Well, there's a few minutes left before everybody has to jump. And so I I don't think we have enough time to really get deep into it. But I want to lay the groundwork because at some point we're going to have to discuss the saga of of our friend. And, 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 you know, maybe this is a good chance to introduce this topic to Ty so she knows she can do some some research on it and sort of understand where we're coming from. I know Carl and and Kirsten are, are well versed in it, but our 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 friend, our our longtime friend on the computer, um, Sarah Duguid Benedict. <laughs> no, it's Sarah Benedict Duguid. <laughs> Sarah Benedict Duguid. Yeah. Um, our 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 friend, uh, Kent County, a Kent County. Uh, uh, Middletown. Uh, she's yeah. She's a working mom. Um, lives in Middletown. Married to her wonderful plumber husband. Um. Also has several nephews, um, most of which attended Ben Dupont's Coding Academy. However, um, just coincidentally, the one nephew who didn't attend the Coding Academy ended up dying of an overdose. So RIP to her one non-coding nephew. Yes. And um, so the story behind it is, and maybe everybody else should get ready, is um, about, about a year ago, I guess, I had sent something to Carl. And I was like, is this person real? Because it had like a weird Twitter login. Like it said like Ben 12787922, whatever. And she and, and, and it's like what Twitter gives your handle when you first sign up. And Carl's like, I don't know. It could be Ben could be her husband's name. I don't know. So I looked it up in Middletown plumbing and stuff. I didn't find anything. That didn't mean anything. Well, I was on to something. Because what we've learned is that that was a Ben DuPont alt account. That was fucking Ben DuPont pretending to be a woman who's... Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. We, I, yeah. Um, despite the tireless I, of journalism that went into this, we, we can't technically prove it. Here's what we can do. I am open to being, uh, to being sued for libel. <laughs> Okay, and then sweet. what we'll do, and then what we'll do. You individually are being open to being. Me sued. individually, Robert <laughs> e. Vanell, Robert Eric Vanella should be sued for libel. What we'll do, uh, Ben, is we'll go to Twitter and we'll get all of the information from that account, and we'll get all the IP addresses from that account, and we'll do some investigating during the discovery process about you know where those posts were made and where that account came from and what that account could have been connected to. Um, as far as IP addresses and other things. So if you want to dispute my assertion that this alt account was a very embarrassing, shameful attempt <laughs> to undermine to, un- to, to undermine <laughs> our organizing, 
online behavior on the computer. If you want to come at me, bro, and we want to go through the discovery process, then and it's to 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 because you can't libel with the truth, my friend. Huh. And uh, yeah, I think three quarters in the truth. You tried to you tried to you tried to do something with us on the computer. You tried to do something very underhanded, very uh, you know not nice. And uh, and you were you were found out, you were busted. And 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 uh, there's a person on this call who has the receipts. <laughs> And boy, oh boy, yeah. will they be embarrassing when they, they come out. say that they're the the Nancy Drew of Delaware, um, digging deep into the the Twitter channels to expose the burner accounts. Yes, we have. Don't the moral of the story is as a leftist organization, as a syndicate, uh, of which I am just a part of, just sort of the the loudmouth talker of, or or whatever it is. Um, we will we will not be subjected to this kind of underhanded treatment. You know what? I actually disagree. I would love for Ben Dubon to create like six more burner accounts so that like I can see six more accounts tweet like, you know, very like Brian Colangelo-esque things about how like, you know, oh, well, like I've never met the guy, but like he's too classy to even engage and, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Those are new trousers. Find a new plan. The Sarah, the Sarah Benedict Do-Good fucking account accused me of mansplaining. And it was that was so bad. funny, yes. Fucking Ben DuPont. Also, also, Sarah Benedict Do-Good, like, was kind of like a mentions passed for Jess uh, Skarain at times. And, like, at one point had, like, quote tweeted and was like, I'm all in for Chris because he's best for working moms like me. <laughs> oh, now, oh my gosh. Okay, I remember now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ben like took the took the mugshot of like a mom from Western Pennsylvania who was like arrested, I think, because her kid like threatened to shoot up a school and she was like letting him store all his guns unlocked in his room. And like Oh yeah, this is sick. He like used this specific mugshot to pretend to be a, a nurse teacher from Middletown. Oh my god! Yeah, and his Twitter was just like defend. He would just I guess name search himself as like Sarah Benedict Dugan, allegedly, and yeah, and like would pop into like defend Ben Dupont's coding academy. But then also he like really hated Kyle Evans Gay, which makes sense because of like the Chris Kenny, Kyle Evans gay, like massive spend dump into Kathy Cloutier and would just like tweet about like how Kyle is like, you know, one of those like anti-white, like radical leftist um, Democrats running for office, which is like hilarious. Cause it's like, first of all, you say you're in Middletown. And secondly, like Kyle is certainly not the most like radical person running. Like, why would you like, right, focus on hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was, very strange behavior. Well, the the one of the funniest things, and I think um, Kirsten has um, these, is like we got because because she was defending Ben Dupont as Ben Dupont. Like they would bring it up, and I would be like, "Yeah, the Duponts are all freaking inbred Robert Baron fucking maniacs," and like I I would send them like clips from books I was reading about like how the Duponts tried to put these like the Liberty League together to like sink the New Deal because they hated Roosevelt, but they were so fucking inept, like they couldn't they couldn't get them off the ground even with all the money in the world and how they were big failures and like it was just so funny to me sending that now knowing that I was sending it right to him, it's incredible allegedly to him. And again, I would I would more than welcome 
uh, a pretrial discovery process in which I see what IP addresses were associated with that account. And if it is Ben, then I think the punishment should be that Ben has to perform all of the Sarah Benedict do good tweets in his like Sarah voice, because like, I would love to hear him <laughs> reading like the mansplaining tweet. Me on <laughs> mansplaining. How upset he was like, he was probably levitating when he got to accuse you of mansplaining. <laughs> one of my one of my other friends um actually sarah was like saying how like just it is so perfect to just picture ben dupont sitting in front of his computer for like 15 minutes and like running through his method acting exercises to get in character as like a teacher nurse working mom with a plumber husband looking in the mirror and just being like that's best for my working family <laughs> yeah for working moms like me oh, like me <laughs> Well, um, everyone, thank you very much for, for joining today. Uh, we will keep you uh, updated on all of these sagas. But most, most importantly, um, look at this change agent stuff at Network. Look at Black Stafford University. Look at all of the different programs that uh, Kirsten and that Ty are into. Because if you feel like you want to get involved, but you kind of don't know like what, like how, how someone like you could do something... Uh, believe me, there there are plenty of people like you doing a lot. So um, jump on board, check it out. Uh, Ty, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Kirsten, of course, thank you very much. Thanks, Rob. And Ty, it was good to talk to you today. Talk to you. This is your day off, so. My day <laughs> off. I made exception. <laughs> thank you. Well, well, we'll see you soon, everybody. Left is best. Bye. Bye.